so we get a call of someone was thrown out of a window and they need someone's yelling for help. So I fly over to this block and they give me an address of like 9502, which is a building on the north side of the street. So I come from the east, I fly up to 9502, and then I'm looking for trouble. I'm looking for something. I don't see anybody. And then I hear some guy in a window yelling that way, and he's pointing southeast behind me. So I turn around, and I hear this yelling, and I'm like, what is going on? And still, I'm looking ground level for somebody that's in trouble, right? That's the problem. It's a third-floor apartment. This guy had thrown a coffee table through the plate glass window, and he's standing up looking out the window. I go, what's the problem? He goes, someone's in my apartment. Hello and welcome to episode 13. It's a magic number. It's a lucky number. I am Mike Marazzo over here in the Midwest. And my brother from another mother, Brandon, on the West Coast is giving me some gang signs. What's up, Brandon? I was trying to throw up 13, but I needed toast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you only got 10 digits on, unless you're some weirdo. Who's the guy that pitched for the Cubs? Antonio uh, Alfonseca. He had six fingers. Greg Abbott for a second. No, no. First of all, it's not Greg Abbott. It's Jim Abbott who pitched for the Sox, and he was missing a hand. Greg Abbott might be someone you arrested last week, and you just can't get his name out of your head. That's probably true. It's weird. Like, I can remember the name and date of birth of, like, people I've arrested, but I always forget, like, my neighbor's name. That's not weird. That's what we do. That's what I tell people. I'm like, if, if I can't remember your name, it's because you're usually a pretty good person. Right, and... Here's my thing. I don't give a fuck, so I don't remember anyone's names because <laughs> I don't want to know anybody. Which this week might bite me in the ass, but I have a story about, about that. So, hey, uh, for this week, we don't have any guests. We have had some feedback from some fans. We do have a few fans, Brandon. Yeah. And uh, it seems that the most popular thing in our show is our week at work. Not so much news stories. So we're going to switch directions, as all good broadcasters do. I don't know if this is considered a broadcast. Are you broadcasters? Uh, sure. I went to school for it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. All right, cool. I'm a broadcaster, guys. All right, yeah. So uh, we'll skip news stories unless they're big news stories. Yeah, there, I mean, there's going to be some things that we kind of have to touch on. Right. Um, it's kind of like an elephant in the room sort of deal. Yes. So we are going to streamline a little bit. Yeah, if everyone likes kind of us hanging out and talking about our week and just kind of BSing like like friends do, then we will give the people what they want. Because the customer is the most important person in the whole world. And And they're never wrong. And I actually have a customer service story for you. Uh, Oh, excellent. Why don't you start us off with your customer service story and your week at work? All right, so my customer service story, this this has been going on for three weeks. Okay. And it has nothing to do with law enforcement. It has nothing to do with woodworking. How about McDonald's? No, it's got nothing to do with McDonald's. It's got okay. a lot to do with Les Schwab t- tires here in Hollister, California. Les Schwab tires, hello. Les Schwab. So okay. none of the other Not Les Schwab. No, no, okay. no, not, not the Swingers app. Okay. Is that an app? I don't know, probably. <laughs> it should be. 
Wait, so, quick trademark it so we can make money off that. <laughs> so, and, and for those of you who don't know, Mike and I typically record these podcasts at night. It is now currently 10.34 a.m. West Coast time. I'm a midnighter. Mike's a midnighter. But Mike's on vacation or something and is doing day right. shifts, doing daylight stuff. So he's, I'm a vampire He's now. spry. I'm <laughs> still punch drunk. Because so, I've been up for since Monday during the day so you're just swinging yours around now yeah. yeah so okay so anyways this uh les schwab and hollister just the hollister store i've had no issues with any other les schwab that i've been to and i've been to a couple so i bring my my car in for a oil change entire rotation because it's time to do that sort of thing and i just don't have the time to do it myself nor the want to so bring it in they do it all up real quick, like they have every single time. Get the car back, driving it home, and about forty miles. Once I hit about forty miles an hour, my speedometer goes to zero. And every, you've, you've gone light speed. Yeah, you've gone I, plaid. I hit eighty-eight gigawatts, right. and the flux capacitor kicked in. Kicked in, yeah. So, and then I start seeing an ABS warning light. I see a traction control warning light. I see my parking uh -oh. brake light come off. The check engine light goes on. Tire pressure light comes on. And I'm going, son of a bitch. Did they screw up my car? That's Can't no believe. bueno. Yeah. So and I thought it was just something like, hey, they, you know, rot in rotating the tires, something happened Whoops. with with a sensor. And I caught that, too, before it hit the ground. Nice catch. After, okay. Maybe it's something like you just turn the car off for a while, turn it back on, and it, like, resets itself. Maybe. Don't know. Not a car guy. So fire it back up to go to work. Same thing. About 30, 40 miles an hour, boom, speedometer slams to zero, all the lights kick on, and I'm mother effing the whole thing all the way to and from work. So I call him up first thing in the morning, but hey, brought my car in, this is the issue. Lady was super nice, she was like, bring it, bring it in, just bring it in, we'll get it figured out. Bring it in, they go, yeah. they look at it and they go, we have no clue what is wrong with your car. Like, well, you broke it. <laughs> you fixed it. <laughs> I don't care what you do, uh, but you're going to fix it. You're going to make it right. And, and then and, they told you that your car was over 40 before the yeah. operation. So <laughs> yeah. they so, weren't going to fix anything. So uh, at, at dealing with uh, assistant manager, Billy, who was very nice. How old's Billy? Like 23? No, Billy was, was probably my age, maybe a little bit older. Okay. So Mid-late 30s. So I deal with assistant manager, Billy. Billy goes, yeah, you know what? No problem. We're going to get it figured out. Call me back. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't know. We think it might be like a, an ABS sensor or something like that. And unfortunately, we don't have the freaking part, so we got to order it. And now your dog's pissed off. So you say we're going to order the part. should be here either tomorrow or the next day. What's okay. the part? It's like the ABS sensor. They thought, oh, they think it's a sensor. They think okay. it's that. They go, hey, we'll try to replace that. If that doesn't work, we're kind of SOL. We don't really know what else to do. Okay. I go, well, then what happens? Goes, well, then you would have to take it to a shop, and if they can show that it was us that broke it, then obviously we'll pay to take care of it. Like, How well, are you supposed to prove that other than you just brought your car in and it wasn't messed up? Well, I would now it, it is. A, I would take it to a friend that's a car guy. And he would and go, go, yeah, they broke it. <laughs> right. Awesome. <laughs> there are ways around this. Um, so I wait the, the two days. And we hear nothing, so we call him back. Hey, uh, Assistant Manager Billy, you said the part would be in. 
Huh. It's, yeah, you're right. It should be here. Hold on. Let me make a phone call. Makes a phone call. Just so apparently my filament center didn't actually order the part. Should be here Wednesday or Thursday of next week. No later than Thursday. Which I kind of understood we were rolling into the 4th of July weekend. Like, Alright, cool. Whatever. So we wait till Thursday, which was today's Saturday, so a couple days ago. Thursday evening, I, I call in before before they close. Hey, can I talk to uh, Assistant Manager Billy, please? <laughs> Assistant Manager Billy is on he quit. vacation. Oh, of course yes, he is. Son of a... All right. Assistant Manager Billy pushed his shit off on someone else. Yes, he did. I, all right, well, here's the issue. I'm waiting on a part. Is it there yet? Uh, I don't see any any notes in your account. Let me let me get one of the managers. Maybe they. So then I talked to Manager Javier. See, <laughs> Manager Javier is a flaming douche. There we go. <laughs> he gets on there. And he goes, uh, yeah. Let me see what we have here. Like Billy didn't really give us any info or. Or anything like that. Uh, I mean, he mentioned something in passing, but he didn't really get, get into too much detail on it. I go, okay, well, that's, this is one of those things that's not my problem, kind of yours. But yeah. I get it. It's frustrating. He goes, all right, let me see here. He goes, yeah, it looks like we, we have the part. It looks like we've had it for about a week. Come on. I'm like, you, wait, hold, hold, hold on. Now, it, it came in last week. Yeah, for those of you playing along at home, and I've been really paying attention. You know that Thursday, I get off work at 7 a.m. Take a quick little nap. Right now, we're at about 5 p.m. And I'm on two hours of sleep. I'm grumpy. I'm always grumpy. Yeah. Uh, hold on a minute. You mean to tell me you've had this freaking part for a week? Like, yeah. Yeah, if you just uh, bring it in tomorrow, we'll uh, we'll see if we can we'll see if we can get it in because you know we're kind of booked up tomorrow. I go, oh, okay, well, hold on. Right. Now, let me stop you right there, bud. So, you guys screwed up my car. Can't even bother to call me back when you get the damn part in. And now you want to make me wait? Because, well, I mean, technically, we don't even know that it was us that, that caused the issue, and we shouldn't even be having to do this for you. We're trying really? to take care of Oh. Oh, it's like that. Okay. So in, in our household, I am the one that has to turn into an ass when dealing with poor customer service. Uh, I've dealt with AT&T, dealt with DirecTV, dealt with Sirius Satellite Radio. They don't like me there. You seem to be a problem for everybody. I'm not the problem. No, no, of course I, not. Everyone always I, says that. I, I, you. I identify the problem. I okay. bring it to their attention. They try to pass the buck. And then I get pissed. And then I can't be held responsible for what happens after that. Uh-oh. So I more or less tell this guy, hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, I went full Biden on him. Now, here, here, here's the deal. You started right? stuttering and forgetting your words? Yeah, because I was punch drunk. And, okay. and you were asleep. pretending to be Biden. Okay. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, you guys open at eight, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. I will be there. My car is going to go straight onto a lift. You're going to fix whatever you screwed up. And I'm not going to give you a cent. Nice. And it, well, well, I mean, we'll, we're we're pretty busy, so we'll see what we can do. Like that's what's going to happen. 
because I'd, I'd be very interested to see what your guys's corporate office seems to think of this because you guys are a rather large uh, company so yeah I mean, and I'm sure that you guys as a franchise have certain policies and procedures you need to adhere to especially if you screw something up so we'll be sure to to check with them on what they think of this so show up the next morning and I'm waiting I mean, I woke up. I was ready to go. I went to, <laughs> like I went seven to bed, o'clock. I went to bed early. Yeah, just for this. Show up there. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm I'm bird dogging for it. Where is he? Where is he? there he is? There's that little retina son of a bitch, and he's sitting in the back. And I he I don't know if he just had a feeling, or if he could tell by the expression on my face that I was the guy he talked to. <laughs> but the second it was my turn to go to the counter, he he very quickly stood up. Turned around and got the hell out of Dodge. Did he? He didn't even come up to the up to the counter. No, he didn't come up to the counter to deal with me. So I talked to what a pussy. I know. I talked to uh, this kid Josh about what was going on. He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get it right in there." This kid sprinted from the counter out the door to my car, drove it straight onto a lift, and started working on it. I got my car back in an hour. Turns out, what happened? What had happened was well, what had happened is. When I bought my tires about a year ago, the the derp that sold me the tires or installed derp. them, I don't know, because I checked because I still had the receipt, so I checked it. Yeah, um, he sold me or he put on one tire that is the wrong size. It's like okay. off by it's off by like one size. Oh, so when they rotated that tire to the front because I probably yeah. drive car, that tripped out all the sensors. Okay, because it's. The rotations aren't the same because the size is different. Yeah. So that's what tripped it all out. So now I got to call up the tire shop that I bought the tires from and go, hey, man, turns out you screwed me over on the yeah. tires. So you bought the tires separately and brought yes, them I'm... to Hollister where they sell T-shirts and other clothing apparel. <laughs> and that's your issue. Yeah. And then they put your tires on. Okay. No, so I, I had already had the tires on the car for about a year. Oh, right. Okay. It so was just a, not it from was just a tire rotation. No, it wasn't okay. from this place. It was from another oh, wow. place. Yeah. Okay. So I've been rolling around on the uh, wrong size tire for a year that's, and a half. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. I didn't but, know that would make that big of a deal, too. So they didn't yeah, they did not. necessarily have to fix anything except put one correct size tire on your car. Well, no, they just rotated the tires back. They're not going to give me. They're not going to give me a free tire. So now the back tire's off. But that's the way it was when I brought right. it. Right. So, All right. And I, I don't know. What a big pain it's, in a dick. Yeah, it has been. It's been a giant pain. And I, I'm, I'm so over it. It's <laughs> what it's about really? It's really pushing me. Yeah. To, uh, to really look into getting a truck. <laughs> I love my truck. I miss having a truck. I did some so. truck stuff this week that I'll tell you about when you're done. Yeah. So then, at I work, also have I, a customer service story when you're when it's my turn. All right. So, I mean, the rest of my week at work was pretty, pretty laid back. I mean, there were on the Fourth of July we ended up having a shooting, but I didn't go to it because it was in a different part of the city. Okay. Anybody uh, die? Nah, nah, they lived. Gangbanger? I don't know. Probably. Okay. It was in a gang neighborhood, and they found like three different shell casings. It was. Fun times. Oh, okay. But a lot of fireworks, and I. Here's what I don't get. I understand, 
being irritated by fireworks. I really do. I have a dog that has PTSD, some, like some form of anxiety. Yeah. And fireworks really screw with them. Mine too. So in that sense, when he's kind of freaking out, I don't like fireworks. I don't understand. There are a couple things I don't understand. One, I don't understand why we're setting them off July 1st, well, June, mid-June. Yeah, of course. Through July 4th and right. into like the second half of July. I don't get that. Especially in a state where like three quarters of it was on fire last year. And over 70% of those fires were started by fireworks. I'm not like on, on the fourth on the fourth of July, go crazy. New Year's Eve, go crazy. Light them off. Send them up. All for it. Here for it. Hell, I'll even participate. But god damn it, for the rest of the time, can we just can we just kind of be? We just kind of stop? No. I I don't want to breathe smoke in like I did last year, because that was freaking miserable. Uh, but then on the flip year. side. On the flip side of that, are you such an enemy of fun that you feel compelled to call 911? And and let's have a re-education of what 911 is for. 911 is for an emergency where there's a fire, a medical emergency, or a criminal emergency. Okay, you need help now. Like, Yesterday, minutes ago, it is not for my neighbor is setting off fireworks and I don't much care for it. Could you please come poo poo on their parade? I just I cannot I can't I I've never gotten to the point even with a dog that's freaking out I've never gotten to the point where it's like I'm gonna call the police. This is a police matter. I'd like to say I haven't either, but then I would be lying. I I have called the police. <laughs> twice in my life and they were both for suspected domestic violence actually no one was domestic violence and one was a was a, a hobo fight hobo only fight. only because one was swinging a chain oh uh, well it's, there's no rules with hobo fights bricks chains shovels whatever they got yeah but i mean swinging a chain i was like eh, i should probably call but if you close the distance <laughs> that chain becomes useless you gotta yeah, move right in yeah but the other guy was not versed in chain fighting he was trying to create distance. I'm like, no, close no, in. No, no. Yeah, close in. <laughs> Grab him. Grab him. Take him to the ground. Leg sweep him. God Sensei? dang it. Yeah. Dude, you're going to get killed. And nobody wants to deal with that. No. Not not on a major street in a beach town. That's no. Nobody wants that. No. no and the other one, I thought some chick was getting her ass kicked. <laughs> and it was funny because it was during my, uh, during the, the first academy I went through right after we covered the domestic violence block. Okay. You're but using yeah, your yeah. new knowledge. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a... It it's like a rolling a domestic. Yeah. It sounds like a DV. I'm here some glass breaking and uh, heard a female yell, uh, no, don't. Then I set up the garage. Sure like it in her butt. I don't, I don't know. It was early in the morning. I think that's too early for butt play, but... Maybe. I'd probably if that's what she was yelling. But I just, I sat in the garage, cracked a beer, and watched the response. Oh, and nobody went right. to jail, so I guess I was wrong. Yeah. It was verbal well, only. Verbal only. Verbal only. <laughs> it's none of your business. We're having a verbal domestic relationship problem that no one needs to know about. It's my civil rights. Leave me alone. That's the thing that's kind of frustrating about domestic violence calls. Like, it's a you shall arrest somebody. If Well, if there's a battery. Yeah. If You if still, physical, you shall. If, if physical contact took place, you shall arrest somebody. 
So it's I've seen senior guys like because I guess back in the day you could go in there and just even if like somebody was beat to hell, you could just tell someone like, hey, maybe you guys should separate for the night and cool off. That even happens in some places I know. Yeah, but na- like now I've seen I've seen these salty old guys go, well, oh well, hold on, was this verbal? Because if it was verbal, I ain't ain't, ain't no crime in arguing right. with your spouse. Yep. But if somebody put hands on on each other, somebody's going to jail. Like they they front load it with hey, right? Because what because what's the number one comment we get when we go to arrest somebody for DV? I didn't want you to arrest him. Yeah. Just wanted you to make it stop. No, I'm making it stop by taking him to jail. Sorry, you shouldn't have called me. Now they're gone for 72 hours. Go find some other place to live. Yeah. So you yeah, had an easy was, week, man. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty relaxed week, which means that it's Good just for it's you. building. Well, so once once we come out of like the 90s and the 100s through this this little heat wave that we're having, yeah, uh, I got a feeling that violent crime is going to go up. Wow. Well. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, but I've but seen it. I've better seen it you before. than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a big busy week. Yeah, Let's what see. Happened? Um, I don't know. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I I wrote down you know some stuff. We had like over the weekend. Forty calls for service. So, uh, first off, I want to say that. My buddy JP over in the UK, who's the uh, host of Thin Blue Line Radio, has invited you to join me and him on our initial broadcast together, which will be coming up soon. He had asked me to read off the names of the NYPD and Port Authority police officers that died on 9-11. So last week I was able to get in here into the closet studio and... uh, record that and send it off to him because he's got a music bed he has to put under it. So that's done. And then he said, hey, man, ask Brandon if he'd like to join us. He's always plugging our show. I don't know if you've listened to his last introductory podcast, but he spent a good seven minutes talking about our show. Yeah, I was listening to that for a little bit. Yeah, which is very nice of him. And then I actually just listened to, he's got two podcasts now. He does one called In Memoriam and then the one that will be launching in August with us on it or September. And the last one I listened to his first in memoriam one. He had a woman on whose husband was murdered in the line of duty, and she set up uh, a Scottish a memorial. If you're in Scotland, there's a police memorial that she set up, and it was oh, a really, awesome. yeah, it was a really powerful uh, listen. So, anyways, I just wanted to tell you that JB invited you to join us on the 9/11 Thin Blue Line Radio podcast. So that'll be fun. We'll. Uh, Try and figure out all the dates, so we can we can coordinate California, London, and Chicago time. Yeah, That's all across the world. All across <laughs> the world, we're going global, baby. Uh, so, uh, I did work the whole weekend, Fourth of July weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I know that on our pre-show I had mentioned to you that I was going to write every goddamn person a ticket all weekend for fireworks. How many tickets did you write, Mike? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Because like you, I hate the fireworks that aren't on I July 4th. I am going to write tickets for windshield tent. Nope. Come hell or high water. Mike, Dave how many up. tickets did you write? Zero. Zero. I'm going to write tickets for every firework I see. God damn it. Mike, how many tickets did you write? None. None. 
I have good intentions. <laughs> but I love it. I, I told my buddies at Roll Call, I'm like, F this, man. I'm writing everybody. And they're like, why do you want to do that? I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm in a bad mood. I'm working the 4th of July again. They're like, we have four people. Why do you want to be down on some bullshit? Because we might have bigger problems. I said, eh, you might be right. I don't so care. I, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Damn it, these people are getting tickets. So on Friday night, we had 11 calls for service, which is kind of a lot for us. We're a small town. I was going to say, it's not bad. No, it's not too bad. We're also not a city your size. Yeah. These were 11 calls I went on. We had other calls that I oh, didn't yeah. go on. So no, I'm talking different... about like for me too, like going going on 11 calls. Like that's that's not too bad. Well, at least for a weekend, that's not too bad. All right. On During a Friday the week, night. that yeah, Friday. So Friday night when I used to work weekends on midnights in the same area I'm in now, uh, I would regularly have about 20, between 20 and 25 events in my unit history. Wow. Well, and you've got the uh, you've got the population that draws that kind of work. So, yep. I also work because there's a lot of hookers. So, so do we. But my my village doesn't want to you know acknowledge that. Hence the yeah. disbanded tech team. Well, it's just like my city doesn't have a gang problem. Us either. No one has gang problems. It's so weird. Or drug problems. The DEA was in last week and made a three hundred thousand dollar hundred kilo bust in our town. But we don't need a tech team. Yeah. So we get a call. Of, one of the first calls, like someone's knocking on a door. The woman calls. Someone's knocking on a door. I'm not expect. I'm not expecting anyone. Why is there someone knocking on my door? And then she requests a silent run. What? <laughs> like we're gonna. Is a, what is a silent run? That's when we don't use sirens to go there. But why would I? Someone's knocking on her door. Am I gonna r- blow through lights with my lights and sirens on? I was say, why would you? Why would you respond with your lights and sirens to right. somebody knocking on a door? Silent run. <laughs> si- silent run. We request a silent run for the EMS when we have a schizophrenic, you know. Well, yeah, because that'll set them off. Right. That's the only time I've ever heard that. This was the first time in 22 years someone, somebody requested us to show up on a silent run. I don't even I know where the they got that term I officers to from. respond in stealth mode, please. Right. I would, I would like a stealth response. Can I get SEAL Team 6? Nobody. <laughs> SEAL Team 6. Nobody was there. Get the hell out of here. You know the, uh, the the hotel where everybody jumps out of windows? Yeah, that one. Yeah, we got a call of a woman screaming in her room and uh, multiple calls. Was so she we thinking sh- about jumping? Possibly after when we got there and we're standing in the hallway, it's dead quiet. I don't hear anything. So I'm like, oh, screw it. Might as well knock on the door. Knock on the door. It's a woman and her husband and their six-year-old who's screaming because he doesn't want to take a shower. That's uh... what was happening. He's screaming. Wait, that, that took a couple of turns. <laughs> it's a woman or her husband. I know what was going on. Uh, and her yeah. kid. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Saved that for last. Yeah, some six-year-old doesn't want to take a damn shower, so he's screaming, you know, no or whatever, and then someone has to call in a domestic in progress. Like, oh, Those are always people. the best. I, I remember being an FTO. I responded to it was supposed to be, so, so we title it a, a 415 family. So it's a distur- it's a family disturbance. Okay. And I roll up, knock on the door, find out that no, nobody was getting the hell beat out of them. They were just having rough sex. Yep. <laughs> but the kicker was, the guy ended up having a felony warrant for his arrest. Oh. <laughs> so he still went to jail. Uh, no, you got to let him just be, man. He's having a good time. Well, he finished. I mean, he was hiding okay. under the covers. 
All right. So we, we did get for, a call. Yeah, you thought for what? We thought for a second they're like, oh, okay. Well, if you cited underneath the covers, it's probably a good domestic. But afterwards, we found like, no, we were just doing it. Oh, right. Well, why are you hiring me? Oh, warrant. Hey, he was honest. <laughs> yeah. I go well. I I told him, I go well. If it's something I can just give you a new court date for, I'll do that. I'm like no, it's a felony warrant. Sorry, bro. No. Oh. You want to smoke a cigarette first? Was he dressed at least? No. Oh boy, put your Johnson away. Yeah, put put that. Nobody wants to see that. Well, maybe she does. I don't. Assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> nah. Oh, <Well>, I mean, <laughs> it must have been a grower because he sure wasn't a shower. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so we got a call of a of a black female laying in a ditch. That's that's not good. Unfounded. Never found oh, okay. her. Uh, let's see. We have a huge forest preserve district in our town mm-hmm. that's policed by the county forest preserve police, but we go and help when we can. So we get the call of an old man down on the ground near his bike. So in Grove 1, which is like roll a die and see what one pops up because when whatever entrance you pull in, you're not going to be near the fucking entrance that you're supposed to be <laughs> because it's a maze in there. We used to have an actual... Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, we used to have a map in our squads. I don't know where they went. They're gone. So we finally get over there. We find this guy. Uh, we, we send our ambulance and uh, county PD shows up and the guy was just normal guy riding through the woods on his bike, uh, fell off the bike and... So now he needs to go to the hospital. So it was my call, but my zone partner, my backup, got there first, and my sergeant. And I just hear my buddy say to this, the sergeant tells my buddy, well, do whatever you want to do. And I walk up to him. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, county guy says he doesn't have room for this guy's bike. And I go, tough shit. What do you, what do you think we're going to do? So chain it to a tree. It, it's not our call, first of all. I go, I'll go talk to him. So the county guy's like, hey, man, what's up? And he's got a Crown Vic. Or not a Crown Vic. The new um, Tauruses. Okay. I said, I, I hear you can't uh, get no room for that bike. And he says, no. And I go, oh, that's too bad. Can you chain it to a tree? Well, I don't know. I go, I looked at my partner. I wink at my partner. I go, I certainly don't have any room in my truck because I got an ET stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking possession of this guy's bike. It's not our call. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have his property. So the, the county guy got all pissed off because I wouldn't take the bike for his call. I don't know how that works. But uh, we sent him on his way with the bike. I'm like, screw you, man. Let's, I, just, I looked at my buddy. I go, okay, he's in the ambulance. Bye. And we waved to him as we drove away as the bike's laying in the parking lot. Figure it out. I said, you, you're a forest preserve police. Don't you have one of those bike racks on the back of your squad? He's like, no. And I know they do have those on occasion. Most of them have them. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes if we have to take like a homeless guy with a bike, what we try to do is if you're with somebody, hey, man, it's going to be a giant pain for you to get this thing out of our like evidence lockup. Right. So are you cool with him taking it, and then you just get it from him when you get out? Yeah. And usually they're like, yeah, that's fine. But every now and then you get one that's kind of a stickler, and he's like, no, I want it to come with me. So we'll have to like zip tie it to our push bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you just you just see a car rolling down the street, right, with a freaking bike, bicycle yeah. across the top. Some cop like trying to look that, around it, head out the idea. window. Yeah, no, it's not. It's very hard to see. <laughs> it's very dangerous. No, I think they ended up sticking the bike in the ambulance. Yeah, they can fit a bike in there. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it happen. And plus, he's not coming back to the woods. It's gonna, the woods are going to be closed. You yeah. know what I mean? So he can have his bike. Someone can pick. Wait, it up. nature closes. 
No, there's still people find their way in there. Uh, let's see. We had a residential burglary. Those are fun. Yeah. So I had to process that scene, and I told you in the pre-show, I it was fireworks were still going, uh, starting to go off on Friday, and they were pretty prevalent. And I came out of processing the burglary, and some old guy was in the, you know, in the alley, and he met me by my squad. He said, "Officer, are you looking for those kids letting off the cherry bombs?" I don't know how. Cherry bombs. This guy's no. old. No, I, I'm like, no, sir. First of all, we don't have enough manpower to be chasing firework calls. I'm here processing a burglary. He's like, what? I said, it's okay. You're safe. Go in your home. But remember, we don't have manpower to be chasing down firework calls all if weekend. If we only had more officers, we could provide more services. Right. Go to the village meetings and request they hire some goddamn police officers. So we actually had... Uh, like fireworks, overtime cars, and your whole job was to go like pee on people's parade. Okay, fireworks. right. Like, and I had a the the guy that actually did my my logo did one, and I was like, what? what? Like, I, I'm all for I'm all for getting the overtime. I'm all for getting paid, but I got I gotta believe in it. I'm not gonna yeah. go and stop Fourth of July parties or. Yeah. Like stop people lighting off fireworks. Again, because I like to do that shit. <laughs> I used to when I was younger. So, so I, on the news out here, we had some kid got his face blown off. Nice. Yeah. He looked, it didn't go I mean, off right nice, away, so he, he looked at it, and then it went off in his face. Did he see the light? He saw a bright light. And, bright. and, it, and did it open up his eyes? <laughs> he was blinded by the light. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Um, what is it? The Columbus Blue Jackets goalkeeper? Yeah, I he all I like, heard was he died because of a firework incident. Yeah, I don't so know what happened. Like, so I don't know the full story. I've been trying to find it, uh, but from what I've gathered from like headlines, he took like a mortar to the chest. Oh man! And it ended up killing him. So I don't know if it was stupidity or like, it fell over it and shot over. at him. Right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I didn't hear. Twenty-four years old died. I know. So he saw what Jason Pierre Paul did like a like a decade ago, and he's like, JPP blew up his stuff. Yeah, well, thumb finger, like finger. Yeah, got a freaking claw now. Fireworks are bad. That's why I want to write people tickets. Fireworks are not bad. All right, Uh, here's a good one from Friday night. My buddy Jeremy is in doing the uh, DUI detail, Mm -hmm. so he pulls over some car, and the guy's suspended whatever of course he is not drunk so he tells the guy all right if everything comes out i'll give you a break you know so he says have you been arrested before and the kid says yeah but there was nothing one time all right cool i'll be right back he runs him on the air (laughs) dispatch goes here's your mistake 71, are you clear? He's like, yeah. All right, uh, so-and-so has one arrest for murder. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and Jeremy's like, what? <laughs> so obviously he brought that guy in. He goes, dude. He was like the South Park mom. What, what, what? Yeah. You, I just have one small arrest. It was nothing. Murder. He was arrested for murder. It, it was a big misunderstanding. I got arrested. I did my time. It's no big deal. Right. Fine. It's totally He's like fine. 19 as well. Jeez. So car towed, impound, all that stuff since he lied. But 
luckily he didn't have a weapon with him or anything else and try and you know he didn't have a warrant or anything but that was hilarious jeremy's like yeah i'll give you a break only one arrest okay murder but guess what you're coming in so uh i got called saturday to assist the state police on a dui uh right off the expressway that's in our town do they not know how to do duis well they wanted a backup oh all right that's fine so i'm like oh cool i'll uh, back them up so i get on the expressway and i'm driving as fast as i can because those poor guys are out there by themselves you know yeah and they're at an exit that comes off into the town that's just north of me and they just tell me that it's 294 north at balmoral so i'm flying up to balmoral and as i'm getting close i see four squad cars two on the ramp on balmoral two next to the ramp on 294 i'm like what the is going on here so pick one so i go on the ramp and i pull up and the trooper comes up to the car and i go the hell's going on here he's like well my partner here initiated a DUI stop, so he called for your backup. And then his backup was coming, and as he was getting close, he observed the DUI. So that's him down there. So I came to back up this guy, and another <laughs> trooper came to back up that guy. So I guess we don't need you. I'm like, God bless you, man. Have, have fun with this. <laughs> so I missed out helping the state police, but I always, you know, I always enjoy doing that. Anytime you get to assist another agency is fun. Uh, but that's weird, right? Guy goes down on DUI, calls for backup. The backup sees the DUI in the same spot. Now they both need backup. Son of a... Yeah. So we had a an unwanted subject at a Shell gas station. This guy must have been as high as a kite, man. He was he was on some kind of speed or ecstasy or something, sweating. He had a pit bull with him. He's wearing a red shirt. This comes into play later. Um, he's sounds, really sounds like meth. Yeah, really fidgety. We don't have a meth problem. Oh yeah, here. that's meth. Fidgety, yeah. sweaty, meth. So, it could be. Uh, was he, was he like, we, grinding his teeth or, like, no, he's like moving he his mouth weird? Moving around a lot, and he's asking oh, yeah. people for money and stuff. So, we shag him. And the only reason I mention it is because it comes into play later. But uh, then we went from that, and we get, we get a call for a guy at one of our hotels, that shitty hotel, the jumping hotel. He calls in and says, there's people in a room that have drugs and warrants. And then... He, so he calls us over there. So we show up, and he tells us room 117, 117. So we get there. We're like, where's our complainant? Oh, he left on his bicycle. He left bicycle. on his bicycle. Bicycle. Yeah, he wanted to ride his bicycle. <laughs> so he left. I go, all right, what the F are we doing here then? He, we're going to leave because he's not there. He's our complainant, right? I'm not going to go knock on room 117. There's no complainant anymore. He left. So we leave. Like maybe 20 minutes later, Chicago PD calls our, our dispatch. Chicago's saying they have a call from this guy who's saying he's afraid for his safety and wants the officer to call him back. So my buddy goes, it was his call. He's like, I'm not calling this asshole back. He left before we even got to talk to him. And he's afraid for his safety. He left the area on a bike. What is he afraid of now? Why do we have to call this guy so we don't call him back? He calls again. And now he wants us to, re he's requesting we do a check of well-being on that room and those subjects. And I looked at my buddy, I go, there's no effing way we should be doing this. He's trying to get somebody in that room in trouble. Yeah. Because they you probably the pissed him thought. off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hello? So, 
Please. Yes, code four, no answer at the door. Yeah, so we weren't going to go. And then my buddy calls the new sergeant who was working overtime on our shift because, once again, we only had three until he signed up. Yeah. And new sergeant goes, oh, you have to go. And I'm like, new sergeant doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. We don't have to go. And so, anyway, so we end up going there. And Because <laughs> new We're sergeant not, says I'm not, so. I'm not going. I'm not going. I don't care. I'm not going. Sergeant Sar- said we got to go. I'm not, I'm not going. Yeah. So I went. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> it wasn't my call. So now we got to go. And, and just uh, to be clear for everybody else, that's how it goes for all of us. I'm not going. Right. Okay. This, this sergeant didn't know his ass from his elbow. I'm not going. I'm not going. Right. So I went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we do more than the midnight knock. We actually knock on the door. And I'm like, oh, oh, see, that's on. where you went wrong. I, once again, not my call. I would have done the midnight knock if it was my call. I was the backup. So my buddy knocks on the door. Guy answers the door. He's fine. She's fine. He said, listen, we got called here because someone was in this room. He's like, yeah, he's my friend. He uh, He's mad at us because we wouldn't give him any more dope or whatever the hell it was. He goes, listen, I'll be honest with you. Any, I, any more dope? I do heroin, <laughs> but I'm not on heroin right now. You can come in if you want and check the room. And we're like, we don't. Just let me see her face. I already did it all. See? Yeah, right. It's all gone. Here's my track mark. The girl comes to the door. They're not even stoned. They're like normal people watching television. I'm like, this fucking guy just wanted to get these people in trouble because they probably didn't get. He was jealous because he, because he, was he didn't in, have any heroin. He liked the girl and he was mad that she was doing this other guy. Yeah. So anyways, happen. we had that so bullshit. I, I actually have a story from this week that's kind of similar to that. All right. So this this one guy has called. He called three days in a row. One of the days I was off because we had, um, it was my my team's turn to go get uh, our taser update training. So we have new tasers now. So it's this Vietnamese guy who's paranoid out of his gourd. He keeps calling in saying that there's like people in his house or underneath his mobile home. He's afraid for his life. They stole his wife. And they sold his him. wife? No, stole his wife. Oh, okay. So we went out there the very first time like it was a, residential burglary in progress surrounded the whole thing we had the the phase one recruits out there like fumble fucking around trying to figure out how to do things with the rest of us laughing hysterically and i was around for the third call hear the call come out it's not in my area but like we had a my sergeant's on vacation so we had to stand in sergeant and he's a newer one so I get on the air. The second I hear it, I'm like, hey, yeah, just be advised. This guy's a chronic caller. He's been out there three times this week. Everything's unfounded. He's paranoid. We referred him to mental health. Like, there's literally nothing else we can do for this guy except put him on a hold, and he doesn't meet the criteria for it. The new surgeon goes, ah, we got to go out there. Got to go out there. Got to check his welfare. I'm like, hold on. This is how we get into stupid shootings. Right. Like, we go out to a mentally disturbed person. That poses no threat to themselves, no threat to anybody else. It's just a freaking wackadoodle. We're going to show up. He's going to do something stupid, grab something that's going to be a weapon, and we're going to shoot him. He's going to die. We're going to have more riots. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So I was talking to my buddy that got dispatched to the call. I'm like, look, man, like we are straight up like barely going to go up to the door. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're not even gonna the midnight, midnight knock. knock. We're not even gonna midnight knock. We are going to fake knock. 
and then activate our body cameras because then the camera goes back 30 seconds without audio. So it can't tell that you didn't actually knock. Ah, this okay. is this is in the interest of everybody. I like that trick, by the way. We are not going to do this. Like, this is dumb. I mean, Sarge don't know any better. I'm going to save the sergeant. Well, somehow, like, he freaking saw us coming up. Here. <laughs> officer, officer, officer. Okay. Oh, no. Hi, Dong. How are you? They stole my wife. Okay. We Is there a ransom? Yeah. We, we went over this before. They didn't steal your wife. Your wife left you. And now he's sticking. Oh. So, I mean, technically, yes, he was Mr. Steal Your Chick, but, you know, what are you going to do? Time to move on, buddy. When was the last time you ate? Uh, two hours ago. Okay, cool. Feel like hurting yourself? No. Feel like hurting anybody else? No. All right. So you remember all that stuff I told you before? Yeah? Cool. Still applies. Bye. Oh, wait, wait. No, bye. Bye. I spent like a 45 minutes with you last time. We're done. You get 45 seconds this time. And we left. And we or sergeant missed. He's fine. Well, our sergeant that came in the next day, I told him that story I just told you, and he goes, don't go on those fucking calls. I'm like, well, the new sergeant said we to. should. Right. <laughs> don't, so that, don't not be here. That that was, a, uh, luckily that turned out to be okay. And then remember the guy with the red shirt yeah. tweaking with the pit yeah. bull? Yeah. At the beginning of the shift. Well, at 6.43 in the morning, that's mm. two minutes before I get off work. It's too late. We get the call of a domestic. There's an OOP, order of protection. Mm. Dispatch says, the boyfriend's outside the door with a dog. She has an OOP against the boyfriend. And my buddy Dan's like, not the dog? Because they're still like, she has an OOP against have, him, the boyfriend. I have, they, I have seen dogs listed on the street porch as protected parties. Right, that's ridiculous. But I thought California. it was hilarious. I arrested so somebody for that. Dan had to <laughs> specify, not the dog. And the guy's wearing a red shirt, and he's got a pit bull. This Son is on the other God. side of town, so I'm thinking, there's no way it's the same guy. No, man, he's missing. But we fly over there. Some guy walks up to me in the parking lot with a white shirt on, walking a pit bull. I'm like, okay. He goes, officer, it's me. I'm like, okay. What's going on? He says, I, my ex invited me here last night to fix her truck, change the battery, and her sister. And and she's just mad because I've, you know, I've, I've effed her and I effed her sister. We've, the three of us have had a relationship. And I came back, I came out to walk the dog, and she's so high when I went to go back in the room, she doesn't know it's me, and she's, she called you guys. I just, he says, I want to get my phone, and I want to get my dog leash. He's walking the dog around with his finger in the choke collar. Because <laughs> that's reliable. Yeah, and the dog was so sweet, man. I was petting the dog, really good pit bull. And I'm like, all right, well, I hear there's an OOP against you. He's like, yeah. But she doesn't want to do anything about it. I go, I don't care if she wants to do anything about it. That's a court order. That's an order no, from a judge. Nobody has the right not to do something about it. Now you've put us in this spot where we're supposed to arrest you. But she doesn't want me arrested. She invited me over. And this happens a lot. Tough titty said the kitty when the milk ran dry. Well, it's 6.44 in the morning. Also, Look, I'm going to go get your phone. Maybe you don't be here when I get back. Also, not my call, right, because I'm the backup. So uh, my buddy, who's also on the same shift and wants to go home in one minute, 
there's no sense of bringing this guy in honestly on this violation of order of protection when she violated it by inviting him over mm -hmm. we got his stuff i just listened to him man i said listen dude here's your stuff she cannot invite you over so right now we're giving you a break but the judge says we're supposed to arrest you no matter what so don't 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 come over anymore so he he left he was very thankful it very nice you know uh you, you guys was, don't have body cams right no, no body cams. See, that's our, where you, our village can't afford car cameras, let alone body cameras. See, that's where you can get away with some of this right. um, spirit of discretion. Love. Yeah, yeah, because for us, our cameras would have been activated already. Right. You come across them like my hands are tied. If I don't do it, now I'm in trouble. Right. Everyone around us has cameras, so I always forget. Since we don't, I forget to watch my language when I'm around other jurisdictions because <laughs> they're all recording shit. Well, you'll like, see Look us. At me. You'll see us like we'll get in a circle and like before anybody says anything, we'll do like this move. Like, okay, look looking, at everyone looking cameras. up to camera. Like, okay, you're not right. recording. You're not recording. Okay. You're not recording. Okay, now I can tell you what I really think. Right. Yeah, I forget. So, Sunday on the fourth, we actually had tons of firework calls. We had a dumpster fire. Remember, I posted a little oh, yeah. story on Instagram, and you're like, "Is that an indication of how the night's going?" I'm like, "Yep." Because it was is that a physical representation for how it's going right? <laughs> right, now? a dumpster fire on the fourth. Our, our night we were running until I think one thirty in the morning. We ran nuts, the four of us, with the whole firework bullshit. We had a psyche valve for someone who's schizophrenic, not on their meds, tearing up their house. We had a fight at a bar. I'm interviewing the girl who was supposedly involved. She's on the street with her boyfriend and she's got a girlfriend that's staying with them from out of town and that's who the fight was between and i said to her this she's got to be in her 20s i said to her what happened oh my girlfriend who's staying with us started a fight she's in the bar i'm like what does she look like she's the old chick i go old and i looked at her and i said to her be careful who you're calling old i go is she like 80 well no she's not 80 i go because that's old in her 40s is not old. And she said, oh, I don't care. I can say whatever the fuck I want because I didn't do anything wrong. One of those just 24-year-old leftists. You know, you know what you need, sweetheart? You need adult timeout. <laughs> adult timeout. So You are now detained. I'm going to put you in the back of my car for a little bit. We kicked them out. There was not, there weren't no other complainants, and we, we got rid of them. And then like 20 minutes later, we get the call of a man slamming a girl into a truck at that Damn. location. We cruise up there. They're gone. They Apparently, they got away. And then, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning, we get the house party call. It's 3 o'clock oh, in the morning on Sunday. So there's a group of, like, 12 people outside. They have a detached garage, which is in the rear of their yard. They've got a DJ speaker that lights up in the garage. It's blasting house music. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. They've got beer pong going on. I walk up. And they're like, oh, no, the cops are here, me and my buddy. And the, I said, who's the homeowner here? Oh, that's me. And I, the girl walks over to the speaker, and she turns it down. And I go, no, honey, this ain't turn the down time. This is turn it <laughs> off time. I go, do you realize it's 3.30 in the morning? Yeah. Good people are trying to go to sleep. Well, who called? I go, pick a house. This shit's the, echoing like four blocks away. The people you didn't invite. Yeah, next that's, to you, behind always, you, next to That's across always the my answer. Well, who right, called? People you didn't Probably invite. Probably the neighbor you didn't invite. Yeah. So, anyways. You know, you know what works really well on those? Huh. Is if you tell, especially if there's a band. That's what we get. We get a lot of. Um, a van? Like, 
bands. Oh, band. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll get like a lot of um, these Hispanic families will throw these big ass parties, and they'll See? get like a like a mariachi band or a DJ or something like that. See. So, <laughs> so we'll go up there and go, "Hey, cut the music." Oh no! I just thought one more song. One more song. No, hey, uh, Mr. Band or DJ guy, come here. It gets shut down now, or I'm taking your shit. Right. I'm going to have all kinds of cool equipment. Yeah. So that's if the homeowner's a dick, I just go out to the band and I go, hey, um, all pretty expensive stuff, right? See? <laughs> okay. Um, if you don't shut down, if I hear one more note, I'm taking it all as evidence and I'm going to cite everybody for the, north, for the ordinance violation. Okay. And yeah, it, it usually works. works. Yeah. So that was it. No, luckily, no, nothing crazy, crazy at work. But um, what was cool was like, get off work Monday morning, made it through the weekend. I was dreading that weekend, Brandon, for like two months. Actually, since our schedule came out in January and I saw that we were working another <laughs> goddamn 4th of July. Literally, I was, I was just hating it the whole time, waiting up to it. So on Monday, I get home and I'm going to be off for 11 days. Nice. So I got all kinds of house stuff to do, which we'll go into. But uh, what was nice was while I'm off, I w used to work at the electric company. You know, I was in the union for 11 years before becoming a police officer. I was a police officer for 15 years. One of my good friends who I worked with in the union who had gone over to the management side back in 2014, we had lunch one day because I was uh, meeting another old friend from the same company and he's retired and he said hey we're gonna meet ed for lunch so we go to lunch with ed and ed's like hey did you ever think about coming back to the company and i'm like no i've been gone for 15 years i've <laughs> got seniority at the police department he's like well we'd love to have you back you know you could run our safe driving program with your experience and stuff and it pays this much and you don't have to work weekends holidays nights you know all that stuff and then I'm riding home with my buddy Greg, and he's like, you'd be an idiot not to take that offer. And I'm like, well, you know, so I, I struggled with it for a while, and I ended up leaving the police department and going back to the company. For like a year, I missed being a cop. So I left the company and came back to law enforcement. So my buddy Eddie, who did that to me, and I say did that to me because it cost <laughs> me my seniority, uh, he retired after 37 years from the company. Yeah. So Thursday was his retirement surprise party. He didn't know it was a surprise. And I got to go to the party. It was awesome, man. I, I got to see a bunch of the guys that we worked together in the, in the shop and the when we were all in the union. Now everybody's in management. And uh, our boss who retired was there. And then my last boss that I just left the company from, she was there. She's a director. She's a big wig. And then, uh, so they're like, when are you retiring? And I'm like, well, I was thinking about May 1st, you know, but I don't know what I'm going to do. You should come back to the company. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> now this, all right, this company, I love the company. It's the major utility in Northern Illinois. Uh, they've treated me very well twice. I went back a third time as a contractor teaching safe driving. After I left, the guy we hired to be the contractor to teach the safe driving reached out to my boss, Ed, who was the party was for, and said, hey, can I have Mike's number? I want to hire him 
to teach the safe driving stuff for your company. So I went back. That would be three times. I was I would go back and teach these guys yeah. safe driving, and I'd see all my friends. What are you doing back? Eh, I'm a contractor now. You know, can't get away from this company, can you? I'm like, no, I can't get away from the company. So my old boss Sharon, who's one of the directors, she said, "Do you ever think about coming back to the company? We'll take you back. You want to come back to safety? You want to come back to your prior job?" Because my friend Shiloh, who took my position, she said, "Sharon, can can I have Mike as a as an intern? Or I need an assistant. I need Mike as an assistant." So we got to talking, and I said, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to be looking for something in May, May 1st, or before, so I can take it May 1st, you know. And uh, she goes, we'll find someplace for you. Here, come over here. Here's the director of security for the entire company. He's here at the party. Let's go meet him. So she brings me over to this guy, Tom. He worked CPD for 26 years and retired. He runs security for the entire company. Next to him, a woman who was a CPD officer for 22 years. She's in the company now. So he's like, when are, you, when are you retiring? I said, May 1st. He's like, how many years? I'm like, 23. He's like, hell, man. Get Sharon to give me all your information because we're going to be looking for someone in the spring. He goes, we just brought on four other police officers that just retired. And he's been in the company for a couple years now. He worked for the, the parent company, which is Exelon. And then Exelon has Baltimore Gas and Electric, Pennsylvania Gas and Electric, ComEd. Uh, so I started getting excited. And then, of course, when I went into the retirement party, in my right pocket were all of the handcuffs and podcast stickers. And in my left pocket were all my Midnight Maker stickers. So I'm giving them to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him one. Here's my podcast. He said, you have a podcast? I said, yeah. It's uh, woodworking and I th- I don't think he heard the law enforcement part because he saw the name, handcuffs and sawdust, and I go it's a bu- we're just police officers who do woodworking. So then I talked to him for like twenty minutes about my job and his job and actually coming back to the company and stuff and uh, and then he goes I said don't forget to check out the podcast and he goes well you know I'm not a woodworker and I go no no the first half of the podcast is all law enforcement stuff he's like oh then I'm definitely gonna listen. So the vast majority of his law yeah, enforcement. Yeah, his law enforcement. <laughs> so uh I was I don't know, man. I when I left the first time when I left law enforcement, I wasn't ready to give it up. Yeah. And that's why I, I had that itch to go back to it, you know. But I know that the end is near. So I wanna start lining up opportunities and to go back to that company. It's funny that I went back a second time because normally people that leave that company don't get invited back. If you retire, they'll bring you back as a contractor, and they have a really good relationship with doing that. But if you're dumb enough to leave the union, you're probably not going to get rehired. Oh, yeah. But to have two directors say, we'd love to have you back at the company, I was excited and proud you know, that I did good work when I was there both times. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, a testament to the kind of person you are, too. I, I hope so. Uh, so I, I'm all, I'm all giddy, right? I'm yeah. looking forward to May 1st. So that's cool. It's an right option on. for me if I want to go back to the company and make really good money with really good benefits. And I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm going to, I want to work for another five or six years anyways, and I might as well just, you know. Yeah, might the, as well work somewhere you know. Right. So, so that was Thursday. And then Friday, I got an idea for the podcast. So Friday I went to the company at 
cutting-edge window tinting, I got my rear window measured on the pickup for our banner, the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast banner. Nice. So I actually have to have the word podcast inserted on that logo there. But uh, my daughter's going to work on that. And if I need, I can get Don to do it for me. So uh, I got that going on. And then I just wanted to, I wrote down some random thoughts. Uh-oh. So these are just random <laughs> thoughts. They don't require, they don't require answers. <laughs> I'm going to start doing this because these things pop in my head and then I have to write them down. Random thoughts with Mike. Yeah. Kind of like. Jack Handy. What was that on Saturday Night Live? There used to be a segment, probably when before you were born, um, something something by Jack Handy. Anyway, so here's one. The first thought. There's like five of them. I'll just say them, and you can, whatever. How many bodies are buried in the deserts across America? That's one, right? That's a. That's got to be a big number, right? I mean, I'm watching. If it's if you're watching Casino. Or Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Or Boomtown. Or right now, I told you I'm in the middle of watching Southland. And it's like, it's crazy. So that's one question I had. Oh, wait, before I forget, the last call of the day on Sunday. And I think I, I sent pictures. I posted pictures on my stories. I'm watching Southland tucked away in a parking lot somewhere. Here's what's surreal. You're watching Southland. They're responding code three to calls and stuff, right? And then you get one. Like, as you're watching the show, you get a hot call. And now you're responding with lights and sirens. It's so weird. Anyways. It's just like the TV. It's just like TV. <laughs> so we get a call. Someone was thrown out of a window, and they need someone's yelling for help. So I fly over to this block, and they give me an address of, like, 9502 which is a building on the north side of the street. So I come from the east. I fly up to 9502, and then I'm looking for trouble. I'm looking for something. I don't see anybody. And then I hear some guy in a window yelling that way, and he's pointing southeast behind me. So I turn around, and I hear this yelling, and I'm like, what is going on? And still, I'm looking ground level for somebody that's in trouble, right? That's the problem. It's a third-floor apartment. This guy had thrown a coffee table through the plate glass window. <laughs> and he's standing up looking out the window. And it reminded me of Bruce Willis saying, welcome to the party, pal, from Die Hard as he's looking out the window. <laughs> and I'm thinking, if this guy's got a gun, he's going to pick us all off because we're like chickens you know, running around yeah. down below. And I said, sir, what's the problem? He goes, there's someone. Now, mind you, below his window, three stories down, is furniture, glass, all kinds of shit. I go, what's the problem? He goes, someone's in my apartment. I'm like, open the door. Because he's got two doors outside there locked. Open the door. You have to buzz us in. I run to the door. I'm standing at the door. Nothing. Nothing. I'm pounding. Nothing. Run back to the front of the building. He's still at the window. Sir, open the door. There's someone in my apartment. I go, I can't help you if you don't open the door. Run to the door. Pounding, pounding, waiting. I'm like, what the fuck? Run back out to the front. Dan's at the door. Third guy shows up. I call the sergeant over because this is a cluster. Now, finally, the guy just comes walking downstairs. Doo -doo -doo. Comes outside. I go, come over here. What's going on? There's someone in my apartment. He goes, no, he's right there. And he points to the bushes. So Dan goes up to the apartment with someone else. 
to check. This guy's got me. He's pointing at a pillow in the bushes. There he is, right there. Is it at least a body pillow? No, just a pillow. Yeah. I bring him over there. I go, sir, there's nobody here. This guy is hallucinating worse than anybody I've ever seen in my entire career. And he's like sweating. And I'm like, sit down. I don't want to sit down. Sit down. I don't want to sit down. All right, just stand here for one second. I call for paramedics. I think I'll, I think I'll sit down. Yeah, no. He, I put a chair by him because there's a chair outside the apartment. So I put a chair down. He won't sit down. I call my boss. He shows up. And I'm running the guy over the air. And now my boss is dealing with him. And he's telling him, sit down. The guy won't sit down. My boss grabs him. And now it's like a fight. He's yelling, <laughs> Mom! Someone call my mom! It's 6.30 in the morning. He's yelling Money. at the top of his lungs. So finally, there was no one else in his apartment. We cleared his apartment. We had to go up and locked it. And he got sent to the hospital. But that was a crazy way to end the Jeez. weekend. But um, back to my random thoughts. <laughs> and I'll be done. Okay. Random thought number two. Random thought number two. I've always wanted to run and jump across rooftops. I'd be afraid I wouldn't make it. Okay. Um, where's the... Here's one. Where's the propulsion engine for a TIE fighter? You never see the flame or anything. I don't know how they propel themselves through space. Well, there's a slit on the back of the cockpit. Isn't that it? Not not an X-wing fighter. Those have no, engines. No, no, no. The TIE fighters. Yeah, the TIE there's, fighter. like, there's like vertical slits in the back. I don't know. I never see any like exhaust or any, any blue plasma or anything coming out of there. I have no idea how they fly. Um, how strong is a stormtrooper's armor if it's made of plastic? Well, they usually go down in one shot, so not not <laughs> not very. <laughs> I hate fake play-by-play -play in movies, TV, or commercials. Absolutely drives me nuts. One exception. Yeah. Uh, Bob Uecker in Major League. No, that's him. That's a real play-by-play -play guy, though. I know. But he's so doing that's, fake play-by-play. Yeah, that doesn't count. He's actually not really doing fake play-by-play because -play he's actually calling the game. The game that they're playing, he's actually calling it play-by-play. -play, well, so. then so is John Candy and Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No, no, that's true. Here's my thing. Background noise on TV shows or in movies when someone's watching a game on TV, not part of the movie, but as background. If you okay. listen to that audio, it's goddamn okay. awful. It's horrible. Okay, I thought you were talking about like, no, like the actual broadcaster. No, acting. no, that's fine. Okay. It's the background stuff with the fake team on TV and a fake broadcaster trying to okay. do play okay. by play. I can't stand that. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spent. Uh, and one, I know we're not doing news, but yesterday, CPD had a shootout yesterday, and the guy that they were shooting at or ended up shooting. He was out on house arrest for numerous sexual assaults with a weapon. And he was out on house arrest. And the judge said, the judge, because they said this has to change. We can't have these people out on the street. The judge said criminals shouldn't do time before they're convicted of a crime. So he let him out on house arrest. Yeah, how'd that work out? Not well. Yeah. But what the that's fuck? Why, that's why they have something called credit for time served. Yep. So when you are convicted, they can go, look, you already served two years. We'll knock the two years off your sentence. Right. Okay, it's time to do our officer memorial tribute. And this week, Brandon, we had 
two officers killed in the line of duty. The first one being Detective Greg Ferency of the Terre Haute, Terre Haute Police Department in Indiana. Detective Greg Ferency was shot and killed outside of the FBI Indianapolis Resident Agency near the intersection of Wabash Court and First Street in Terre Haute. A subject ambushed Detective Ferency in front of the building at 2.15 in the afternoon. FBI agents inside the building rushed outside and shot the subject, who then drove himself to a local hospital where he was taken into custody. Detective Ferency had served with the Terre Haute Police Department for 30 years and was assigned to the FBI task force. Second one, police officer William Earl Collins Jr. of the Doyline Police Department in Louisiana. End of watch on Friday, July 9th, 2021. Police officer Billy Collins was shot and killed while responding to a domestic disturbance call on Green Street at about 6 p.m. A subject in the home opened fire on him and two deputies from the Webster Parish Sheriff's Office as they arrived on the scene. Officer Collins was struck in the head by one of the rounds. He was flown to Auschner LSU Health, where he succumbed to his wound about two hours later. The subject barricaded himself inside his home after the initial shooting and was taken into custody around 11 p.m. Officer Collins served as a part-time police officer with the Doyline Police Department. He served as full-time correctional supervisor with, with the Webster Parish, Parish Sheriff's Office. I don't have his age. I don't have neither age for those two guys. So we want to give our thoughts and prayers to those agencies and those families for sure. Part-time. And how do you get ambushed at 2 in the afternoon in front of the FBI building? Because there's no but, penalty for anything anymore. Yeah, it's open season on us. It's really ridiculous. So, all right. With that, uh, we don't have a hero of the week. So we can go right into our woodworking portion, which is you telling us where you're at with your dowel joinery, no screws stuff. Yeah. So I was really happy with myself uh, making the frame because I only made one mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and measured it, and that, that's when I started to, to notice something. Uh-oh. That, uh, when I had done the initial design, the tabletop was supposed to be like 35 by 35, or 30 by 30, something like that. And uh, cut everything out with the stretchers, totally fine. What I forgot to account for were the legs. Uh and the fact that the stretchers go into the legs. Yeah, how far do they go in? Uh, well, the two by fours add uh, some heft in uh, each direction. So the tabletop that I'd already cut out, Uh-oh. cut all the pieces for, uh, it's too small. So yesterday, got to recut everything. Oh boy, <laughs> so, is it all pine or what? What do you use? Yeah, it, it's just it's all um, like select. I, I, okay. You know, not the construction grade, but a little bit yeah. better. But it made me laugh when I was getting it, the the stuff initially because it on the sticker, which by the way, whoever decided to put a freaking sticker on the boards, 
Uh, I know. Be shot. I agree. Uh, it says S4S. Right. But I found one piece that was a happy face. <laughs> so I turned it down so it could be a frowny face. Oh, my God. Like, there's no way anyone's going to ever buy that piece. Uh, no. But thankfully, I had enough where I could recut everything. Well, I have a question and, because if you're doing dowel joinery, then the apron's not going to go into the leg unless you do a mortise, right? Well, the doing... well it, it, I'm basically using the dowel like a dominant. Right, so you're going to have a dowel yeah. sticking out of the leg yeah. going into the hole in going, the stretcher. Going into the apron. So the apron shouldn't, it yeah. shouldn't be, well, have the, to be any longer. Yeah, so I, I am going to have to use screws to do the tabletop what? fasteners. Oh, yeah, the Z-clips or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So to fasten the tabletop to the frame yeah. of the table, I am going to have to use screws. Yeah, but that doesn't count because you're not securing yeah, wood I'm not, screws. You're just yeah. doing the Z-clips, which will then yeah. sit. Do you have a biscuit joiner? Uh, no, so what I use, I use uh, just a straight a straight bit on my router. Oh, okay, and just router a straight line in there for the Z-clip to sit in. Yeah. Okay. So. Because the uh, biscuit so, joiner works wonders for doing uh, Z-clips. Yeah. I've just, I've never had the need to get one, so I don't have one. Um, okay. Although it would come in handy for this, but I don't make enough tables to really justify going out. Well, you could use it for cutting boards and flags and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've, I could. That's, yeah, I've done it for a lot of stuff I've used. And yeah, just, Ryobi's just, is relatively inexpensive. Yeah, so I'm, it's something that I've thought about doing. I think I actually saw one on like Facebook Marketplace for 50 bucks that I might pull the trigger on. Cool. Uh, but I am saving up because I need to get a joiner. That's one thing that's kind of become apparent to me building this is that a, a jointer would really come in handy right. to you know make everything actually like straight and true and perpendicular yeah. to each other. I think I might have to change my blade soon on mine. Yeah, Most so I'm, I'm I'm looking on all of the secondary ones, but then sure. I see, and then I see, of course, like Lynn's got a spiral head one that's not. Wait, what? Yeah, because so I have a Wen jointer, but it's it has the so blades. A, yeah, so it's a newer one. Of course. So Wen actually has a spiral head one through, I think through Home Depot is where I saw it. Yeah, that's where you get them. Um. So that kind of. I wonder if I can add that helical head to mine. You should be able to. If there's an upgrade. Um, but yeah, so today I gotta I gotta drill out like fifty six dowel holes. <laughs> uh, that's great. And then, so it, the hope. Why did it seem like such a great idea when you started, but not so much right now? It still seems like a great idea. It's just gonna be time consuming. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I did pocket holes, I probably already but it's gonna look cool. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm still pumped to do it. It's just one of those where you go like, man, I gotta drill fifty six of these damn holes. Right. Are you gonna and stain it? Yeah. So I'm gonna stain it. Uh, was it dark walnut? Okay. And then uh, I have a spar urethane because it's gonna go out on a back pat on a back patio in an apartment, and uh, ah. like a portable barbecue is gonna sit on top of it. So. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be fun to do. I want to get as far as I can on it because next weekend we have a. Uh, a friend of my wife's family passed away oh, I'm last sorry. week. The memorial is next Sunday, so we're going to go out there for that. And the week okay. after that, we're actually going on a trip uh, to go see my dad and stepmom out to Colorado. Oh, nice. Okay. So I want to get it done before we leave, but yeah. at this point, it's going to be kind of close. So I think uh, I don't have – I have a few bottle, order op bottle opener orders that I'm trying to finish now, and then I have – 
when I was working over the weekend, one of my buddies who used to work part-time with us, he works for the uh, train police now, Metro. Okay. And he's, we have a Metro station in our town. So he's always swinging by to, to check that uh, property out. And then he swings over by us. And uh, I pull up next to him the other day and uh, I'm like, Angel, am I supposed to be making you a flag? I forgot. He ordered a flag from me like, I don't know, four months ago. So he wants, because he worked for my town as a part-timer, and we've had two patches since I've had, I've worn three patches at that department, but he's worn two. So he wants those two patches, his new Metro patch, and he wants his badge numbers underneath them, not the badge. Yeah, with his name and stuff. So I forgot all about it. He had given me his uniform shirts, and then I put the patch in my scanner so I can get a high-resolution scanned image, and that's what goes on my flags, you know? So he's uh, he's waiting for that. So I actually have to get back in there and start. I've got all this poplar that I bought that's rough sawn that I have to mill. So I'm kind of worried, though, because when I buy the already four, you know, surface or four yeah, squared size shit. Yeah, I just cut it to 37 inches. Mm-hmm. But now I have to leave it long because when you run it through the planer and the jointer, you're going to get snipe and all that other bullshit. So I have to start processing some of that wood because that the company or the police department that wants the five-foot flag, I'm still trying to convert their patch to a digital image and their badge. Yeah. And actually, my daughter started working on the badge for me because she's now taking a graphic design class and has all the Adobe Suite stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so she converted the, the badge in like, I don't know, 30 minutes from the nightmare <laughs> that I was working on for hours. So... uh that's getting close to where I can do a test cut, and then they want it black, then engraved, and then the engraved paint white. So I gotta, okay. I gotta you do gotta that and send it to them. Yeah, and stain. I'm thinking. So uh, I, I don't know what kind of bit I'm gonna use to do all that stuff, but uh, I used to have a 32nd inch bit. I had two of them. They both broke going into the wood. So <laughs> I don't know if the feed rate was too fast. You know, the fr- feed rate. Yeah. Of the CNC was too fast and it went in too fast and snapped off, but they're like $40 a piece and I already broke Ooh. two. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy another one, I don't think. And then I have these other engraving bits. I don't really know how to use them. I did download the Amana Tool library and it imported it into my Vetric VCarve software. So now I just click on the tool and it automatically sets the parameters for it. Oh, Whereas nice. before I was just guessing feed rate and stuff, so that might make a huge <laughs> difference. Hopefully, if, if I know what I'm doing. See, and that's the biggest issue I have with my laser. My laser, laser is uh, speed and power settings. Okay. To get like a good uh, engraving. Yeah. So, like last week, I did a bunch of test burns on like maple, cherry, uh, walnut, and then pine. What kind of engraver or what kind of laser is it? So I have the Otor Laser Master 2, but I have the, the lower-powered one. I have the 7-watt one um, just because I wasn't sure, you know, if I was going to need anything more powerful or not or if I was going to use it a ton. Uh, so I think – and it worked, the 7-watt works fine. Uh, the 20-watt one, though, does offer some – a little bit more uh, versatility. So, so at I'm... some point – I'll probably upgrade to that laser module, and it, it mounts right on the the deal that I already have. So all I have to do is buy the module instead of the whole setup. Okay. Um, yeah, I just brought it up on 
Google. And how, what's the footprint of that? It, it, it's like two feet by two feet. It, it's not very big at all. Okay. They, like it, it doesn't take up a big amount of space, but like say if I wanted to... Um, boy, that's not very expensive either. No, it, if you go through their website, you have to wait a long time for it to get shipped. Okay. But it's like half the price than if you were to go off of Amazon. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I thought about I can add a laser attachment to my Shape Oco. They make one. Yeah, so I, I have that, and then I bought the uh, Lightburn software. Okay. It like, it comes with its own, but I couldn't figure it out, and it seems like everybody that I've Lightburn. talked to that has a laser yeah. uses Lightburn. So I would rather use something that everyone else has so when I have a question, right. it's at least talking apples to apples. I think the laser upgrade for my Shape Oco is like 400 bucks though. So, you just, but just get the Otor. Yeah, it's shop space is running out. You know, I really, yeah. really need to expand the shop at some point. I'd really like a floor model jointer, helical head jointer, instead of my little Wen on a shaky cart that I always feel like it's going to fall over while I'm pushing wood across the top of it. I'd just like a jointer. <laughs> yeah, well, you just teased me with Wen having a helical head one, so I'm going to have to well, look into not, that. Well, it's not a helical head. Oh, it's a it's still a spiral cut one, but it's not like the um like what the everyone blades? upgrade not what everyone like upgrades their DeWalt planers to. Right. The Helix yeah. one. The Helix. It's, Helix it's similar but it's different. Okay. I almost so. got that when I bought my seven thirty five planer. Mm -hmm. Since I was I had the money, I was just gonna upgrade automatically to that Helix head. Mm -hmm. But then I started reading a bunch of reviews and if you're going to run the planer every day, that's what you should do is get that helical head. But if you're just Occasional. A, a hobbyist, which let's face it, I do plane stuff, but not I'm not using the planer every time I'm in the shop. So I might yeah. use the planer once a month. So for me, I can always for 300 bucks upgrade to the helical head in the future if yeah. I up my production. But for now, I didn't go with it. Yeah, so I decided I, not to because I don't do I don't require a lot of planing like right. when i do cutting board sure i i mean i use that thing like crazy yeah I'll there's be not a lot of soon. stuff there's not a lot of stuff that i really need the planer for especially without a jointer because it doesn't right. it, unless i you know end up building a planer sled which I, I probably should we both should do that i should get a planer i should make a planer sled as well because they come in very handy even if you yeah. don't even if you have a jointer so all right that's it man i'm burnt it's the middle of the day we both got shit to do Yep. Yeah, I got to get out in the shop. I got to check in with kids because they got karate and all kinds okay. of stuff, and it's already getting to be hot. And yeah. Hopefully, it get... doesn't shut my power off. Nice. I got to go sand they... drywall mud, which will be Ugh. fantastic. Yeah, that's my. That after gross. I... Yeah, it's not good. All right. So uh, let me just say thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Brandon, thank you for joining me. As always, I look forward to our weekly conversations don't forget new episodes of the handcuffs and sawdust podcast are available on wednesdays from wherever you get your podcasts except apple and brandon uh where should people send us questions they can send dms to the handcuffs and sawdust podcast instagram page mike's instagram page at mm midnight maker or my instagram page at full house woodworking or you can even send us an email at handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. 
you could actually, Mike could actually see the spinning wheel that you get on your computer. <laughs> of thinking of like, what, yeah. what uh-huh. do I say? Uh, and I, I will say I that know the words. if you record yourself <laughs> asking a question, just send it to our email and we'll put the whole recording on the air. So you can do that as well. Yeah, because me and Mike don't read so good. Right. We like to hear stuff. We're, we're those kind of listeners or learners. We're, we're auditory learners. Auditory learners. All right. So with that, I am going to say peace out. Everybody have a safe night, safe day. Be safe in the shop. Be safe in the street, Brandon. Bye. Peace. Bye.